You're listening to a podcast from Services Australia. So as you can see, childcare subsidy is not easy for everyone. Hi, my name's Hank Jongan, General Manager from Services Australia. And here with me today is my colleague and friend of a number of years, Hannah. Hannah, thanks very much for joining me. Hi, Hank. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, the reason I've asked you onto the show today is because we were chatting recently about your two beautiful daughters, and you mentioned there's so many things that need to be squared away at tax time when you have so little time. Yes, I was not prepared for the admin that comes along with mum life. Well, look, I've been seeing a lot of questions on my Facebook page and on Services Australia Family Update Facebook page. That's a mouthful. Uh, so, but the bottom line here is you're not alone. Um, particularly this year, as so much change has occurred and a number of families have started using childcare for the very first time. Absolutely. Having kids has given me a real first-hand insight into the many ins and outs of family payments. So I also put the call out to my parent friends and I've got some questions for you from them as well as from our family update community. And the main questions that keep cropping up seem to be about childcare subsidy. So some of the questions from my friends who have just taken up childcare since it's been made temporarily free of charge are wondering what are their options after mid-July? If you're in the situation of receiving this free childcare for the first time and you want to continue receiving childcare subsidy beyond the 13th of July when it runs out, um, then now's the time to make a claim. Because if you don't make a claim, you won't get subsidised care beyond the 13th of July. So if I was already receiving childcare subsidy before the free period, do I still need to update my income estimate if I'm getting free childcare? Yes, you do. That's so that we can pay you the right amount of uh, childcare subsidy from that date. Childcare subsidy um, is paid at a percentage of your total childcare, and that's determined by your actual income, uh, and that's why we need to do that assessment. So you need the correct date and the correct income. Absolutely. Makes sense. Thank you. So if I received uh, childcare subsidy for the first time in the 2018-19 financial year, what do I need to know heading to the end of the financial year? Look, you've raised a really important issue because a lot of people that were paid childcare subsidy in 2018-19, last financial year, have done so for the very first time. And they're therefore not familiar with the process. And basically what the process requires is that we compare the income details that you've provided to us against your actual income. Um, now, that has to be done by the 30th of June this year. Um, because if you don't, your childcare subsidy will stop from the 13th of July. Now, it's a very straightforward process. What you need to do is one either lodge your tax return for last financial year or tell us you don't need to lodge a tax return. How do I know if I need to lodge a tax return? Well, that's a really simple answer. Uh, check with the Australian Taxation Office. Their website is ato 
www.gov.au. And if you go to their website, you'll find a function there, do I need to lodge a tax return? Let's face it, can't be simpler than that. Answer a few questions and that'll give you an indication. What do I do if I don't need to lodge a tax return? And do I need to tell you that I don't need to lodge one? Yes, and you do that through your Centrelink online account through MyGov. If you go to your account, um, you'll find a tool, Advise Non-Lodgement of Tax Return. I didn't come up with that name, by the way. <laughs> um, and you can do this from the 1st of July uh, for, the two th- for the current financial year. But I just want to reinforce that if you have not yet lodged a tax return for last financial year, 2018-19, you only have till the 30th of June. Um, If you need any help with this, uh, there's a handy guide on our website. Just search Advise Non-Lodgement of Tax Return on the website and it'll guide you through it. Thanks for the reminder. But hypothetically, what happens if I don't meet the 30th of June deadline? Well, if you don't meet that deadline under the rules, uh, you'll be required to pay full fees from the 13th of July this year. And the other catch in this is that your subsidy won't restart until you've confirmed your income. And because it's paid to the childcare provider, there are no arrears. So you'll face the prospect of paying full childcare from the 13th of July. So that is a very important date for parents to remember, 30th of June. Can you please recap again what we need to do by the 30th of June? You need to either lodge your tax return for last financial year or tell us you don't need to lodge a tax return. Thanks, Hank. So speaking of tax returns, what does happen overall at tax time? Well, tax time's a period where we uh, where we do what we call balancing or a reconciliation. Um, and what that means is, as I said earlier, we have to compare the income estimate that you provided us across, across during the course of the actual year against your actual income. And by doing that, we can make sure that you've received the right amount. In many ways, it's very similar to family tax benefit. People would, who've received family tax benefit would be familiar with this process. We've been doing it for about 18 years. Thanks, Hank. One of the questions I got was from my own friends who have fluctuating incomes, and it's really hard for them to estimate how much they think they'll earn. What's your advice to them when estimating their incomes? Look, uh, there's a couple of things you do. Obviously, what we would say is estimate your income as accurately as possible. And you can review your estimate income on a regular basis. Some people choose to do it, for example, once a month. Um, Also, remember that it's important to uh, take into account all of your income. Um, Investments, for example, any fringe benefits, any additional payments that you may receive, like overtime, all need to be factored in. Um, So uh, it's really important that you do provide us with regular updates, especially if your income's gone down, because that could have an effect of increasing your subsidy. Thank you. It's a very timely reminder on that one. So why do we hold back a portion of the subsidy until the end of financial year? We automatically withhold 5% of your subsidy and we do that to help reduce the risk of an overpayment when we do that balancing at the end of the year. Um, But look, you can vary that amount if you want to um, uh, just put in place a a little more comfort to try and ensure that uh, we minimise any debt that may occur. So uh, 
you can vary that amount online to suit your individual circumstances. Some people, for example, may increase it to around 15% to just give them that little bit of margin. And you can do that up to twice a year. So some people might get a nice surprise come tax time. Yes, that's right. That's what this balancing process is all about. If you've overestimated your income over the course of the year, uh, then you may get a top up at the end of the year. But of course, the other side of that is if you've underestimated your income, uh, then you may have incurred a debt. So do people get a warning or some sort of tracking so they know when they've reached the cap? Well, look, uh, the cap is another issue. What we do is if you receive an income between $188,163, just remember $188,000, and $352,000, then we cap the amount of subsidy that you can receive. That annual cap is $10,373 per child per financial year. Now, if you want to track that, you can track it in your Centrelink online account through MyGov. If you search childcare subsidy from the menu, then go to childcare subsidy summary and then select view details next to your child's name, it'll give you an indication as to how your um, uh, annual cap is tracking. That is a really good feature and a friend of mine actually just discovered it and asked me to mention how useful it is. So I'd encourage people to check it out. Absolutely. Thanks, Hank. So how do I find out what I need to do to have my payments balanced? Just check out our balancing page. Again, go to servicesaustralia.gov.au slash balancing. And on the subject of balancing, when are we going to balance childcare subsidy? Look, we're going to start balancing childcare subsidy in August. Don't forget, the government announced a pause on debts during this pandemic, uh, and that's to help ease pressure on people's budgets. This temporary pause was announced in April for a period of six months, so it doesn't run out until October. And it can take a little while for us to do the balancing because, of course, it depends on when you lodge a tax return, but also on the complexity of your individual circumstances as well. So despite working here, I've actually been in this situation. Uh, My CCS stopped. And what's your advice if someone's CCS stops? Do they need to chat to us or to their childcare provider? Look, that really depends on the reason why your payments have stopped. They can be there can be many of those. Firstly, some of the common things to check are, have you reached your annual cap? And we talked about that earlier. Is your immunisations for your children up to date? That's a very important thing uh, for you to, to check. Is your child's enrolment details up to date with your childcare providers? Have you confirmed your income for 2018-19? I know I sound like a crack record there. And have you recently updated income or activity levels, which could have effect on your payments? So look, um, whenever there's a variation made like that, we will contact you. So it's really important to make sure you check your MyGov inbox for any letters that we send. Don't ignore those letters. And it pays you to just regularly check that inbox. Mm, That's really good advice. In my situation, it was an issue with the sharing of immunisation data to Services Australia. So there are quite a few reasons that that can happen. Good to know. Thank you. So Hank, can I get childcare subsidy for multiple providers? And the reason I ask is because I have one kid in school, the other in childcare, and I'm wondering, can I claim for both? 
The good news is, yes, she can. Because childcare subsidy is based on approved hours rather than the particular providers that you may choose. What you can do is choose how do you use your approved hours and whether it's through one provider or, say, a before school care or an after school care provider, as in your case, that's entirely your choice. If you want to allocate specific hours to each of those providers, then I suggest you call the families line and you do that by just ringing 136150. Well, in other good news, I have just learned that I can also get childcare subsidy for holiday care. How does that work? Well, again, the answer is yes, quite straightforward, and you don't need to reapply if the gap between care periods is less than 14 weeks. Thanks so much for breaking that down for me, Hank. It's a huge help to me and other parents who I know need answers to these questions at this time of year in particular. So thank you. Absolutely my pleasure. And don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest information. Just look for my handle, at official Hank Jongen, or search for our family update page also on Facebook. You can also get more information on our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au slash balancing. Now let's see if we've made it simpler. Childcare subsidy. Yes, that's great. You've been listening to a podcast from Services Australia. For more information, visit servicesaustralia.gov.au.